0: Hello there. It's been a little while, but the Formation Podcast is back here for you. We have to apologise, first of all. We're we're back with episode number 31, um, but we have to start, before we get into anything this week's show, we have to start with an apology. Um, I think it's been about six weeks off that we've done. Um, And the reason for that, quite simply, is university just got in the way. I think the first week that we had off, we just finished one deadline and we... We put something out on Twitter saying that we were all going out to the pub because they were open for the first time. That, in reality, wasn't a very good idea for the podcast because we had one week off and then we got back the week after and we had a load of other deadlines to do and it was fairly manic. Um, There was a big panic in our uni house as the deadlines were approaching. But forget that now. I've spoken enough about that. They're done. We're done for the uni year. We've decided we're back this week. We're finally back and we're hopefully back for the summer for the rest of the summer to come if you'll if you'll stick with us um but yeah we are back and we're ready to produce these regularly again um as you can see we're all we're all still here we're all still ready to go sam are you looking forward to kind of getting these back on track again
1: yeah like you say it's nice to have that weight lifted off our shoulders now of not having uni work to do for the foreseeable future but yeah it's good to be back talking about obviously got a a big summer of football with the Euros coming up, which we'll be talking about today. So it is good to be back talking football with you guys.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Devon as well. It was a little bit of a stressful, stressful few weeks, wasn't it? We, we maybe could have fitted it in somewhere, but it was just something that we didn't feel was that necessary, maybe wrongly. What do you think?
2: It was one of them where we were just, you know, yeah, it'll get done. It'll get done. And then that final... Uh, what, fourteen days. We had about six deadlines. It was it wasn't pretty at all, and but thankfully we got through it now. And uh, obviously next week might be a little bit sad when we get those grades back. But you know, uh, it, we're through it now, and the Euros are in sight.
0: Yeah, and uh, Harry as well. I think you've you've been to some live football, haven't you? Ever ever since since we last recorded, you you went to see your team. What what was that like for anyone watching you? You know. Um, we'll be thinking the same. We hope next year we'll be back, but you got a behind-closed-doors experience. What was it like?
3: I mean, at that point, it wasn't technically behind-closed-doors. There were 8,000 spectators there, but it was wet. I mean, we were in a queue for about I'd say about 25 to 30 minutes in a rainy Southampton something that I'm not used to in May which wasn't the most pleasant as soon as we get in obviously the rain stops but it was just good good to be back the atmosphere was great because as there was no away supporters the whole grounds was sort of full of the home support even the away section so it was just it was really good to be back and even though I think Southampton are one of two teams not to score at home on their singular home fixture, which was relatively disappointing because I was looking forward to being able to cheer a goal at St Mary's again. Like I said, it's just good to see live football once again. And yeah, it's back. It's officially back.
0: Yeah, hopefully we have all watched our last behind closed doors game on television. But as Sam hinted at there, and as you would have seen from the title of the episode This is all about England and it's all about the Euros coming up. I have to say, personally, I cannot wait for the summer. I think major tournaments are just what makes that summer go so much quickly and make the next season come along so quickly. But the 33-man squad for England has now been released. It's been released on the day that we are recording this. That's May the 25th. Um, Many expected the final 26-man squad for the tournament to be announced today but late last night gareth southgate well we're guessing it was his decision um decided to delay the final squad until june the 1st which is the last date that it can be um southgate said after announcing the squad that this is mainly due to the fact that the europa league and champions league finals are still to come this week 12 players are to be involved in that so i guess, i guess they're just taking a precaution on that So we've got a squad, but it's going to be cut down. So that's kind of what we're going to aim to do today is talk through the initial squad that we've been given, the 33 names, who's made it for the first time, who has maybe missed out, maybe been unlucky to miss out. And we also want to try and predict who we think will miss out on that final cut. Um, So there are lots of players, lots of different debates to be had as well. I think Twitter has kind of exploded today because... As we've kind of mentioned before with previous England videos, everyone has an opinion. Um, So we're going to get some of our own opinions. We'll get straight on with it with the four goalkeepers that are in the squad. Um, They are Jordan Pickford, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, and a first senior call-up for Aaron Ramsdale. Um, One name that's missing there is Nick Pope, who has had to have knee surgery after picking up an injury with Burnley, that rules him out, and I think I think Southgate expressed his disappointment for Pope um, in his presser today. But Sam, as a result of that Pope injury, there, there's no real surprises with these four selections.
1: No, this is the, the the three goalkeepers that we're going to take probably pick themselves now. With Pope obviously going out, which is which is disappointing because we obviously. When we picked our starting eleven those months back, we obviously had him in that team and I think he would have deserved to have started for us in that first game against Croatia. But like you say, I think this is obviously the easiest part. Obviously, um happy for Ramsdale to get this call up, but you know, he's he's not quite there yet. And he's although he's been in a struggling Sheffield United side, he has had a lot of moments this season where you'd think, you know, he's not a starting goalkeeper for England. So it's going to be Henderson, Johnson and Pickford.
0: Yeah, you you rightly um, point out there, Sam, that that team that we did predict all those months ago, and and it means we can can already strike one name off. So that's already one that we got wrong. I suppose we did say at the time it's injuries dependent, but there we go. Um, Devon, would there have been anyone else who you would have made a case for in this position? And I, I can see you're smiling there because we've had our own discussions kind of, in the house, you know, it's talked about a lot. And I know there's one keeper that stands out to you in particular, who you would have liked to have seen given a chance.
2: Well, I said to Sam that um, this, this would have been one of my third choice goalkeepers anyway, because how rarely do you use all three goalkeepers in a tournament? Um, I'd have taken one of the under 21 goalkeepers and I'd have taken specifically Freddie Woodman. I think he's been fantastic in the championship this year. And he's, he's kind of one of them that will get the experience. In without having any involvement in the first, the, the, the actual team. And even if he was called upon, I think he's good enough. But um, I think they're probably right in calling Aaron Ramsdale up, as you said, um, just for this kind of, it's just a bit of a taster, isn't it? It's like a camp where he'll get to train for a little bit longer and then um, go back to Sheffield United unless any suitors come for him in the summer. But uh, I think... Henderson and Pickford will probably be the two in mind fighting for that number one spot. I can't see Johnson really getting a look in, so to speak. This is why I think bringing someone like Woodman in there would have would have actually been looking towards the future. Uh, I know, like like a bit like when Walcott was called up, but this is like long term and um, looking beyond them too. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I think goalkeeper is going to probably be the easiest decision um, to pick from now.
0: Harry, Sam Johnston has arguably been West Brom's best player this season. So surely that's why Southgate has opted for him. But like As we kind of touched on, it's no surprise, is it?
3: Oh, no, especially because of the Nick Pope injury. If Nick Pope was really fit, you know, he, he would be the fourth goalkeeper, and I imagine Ramsdale would be... I'm not sure if he's still part of the under-21. I know he's 23, but you can have, like, a certain amount over that age category. But, yeah, he's has been the best, but also he's been the most consistent. He's saved them in a lot of games this season, especially, you know, the, the Man City game, the Liverpool game, where they got points. The Sheffield United one, when they... Uh, uh, when they won earlier in the season as well. So they definitely, you know, although he wasn't able to save them, I think he was able to get them more points than what they probably were expecting to. But yeah, with the four goalkeepers, I know what Devin's saying about the players being young, but because um, Dean Henderson and is only 24, Ramsdale is only 23, it's going to be very difficult for a player like Woodsman to get through the ranks. And I think looking forward, I think Henderson is that quote-unquote younger goalkeeper, even though he is 24, I think he's the next person that will be really up and coming for the England side.
1: I'd actually probably have Johnson above Henderson at the moment because he's played a lot more games this season. Obviously, Henderson's coming to the Man United side a lot more towards the second half of the season, but there are only 17 appearances for United this season, I think. Uh, well, Johnson's, like you say, Johnson's been West Brom's best player by far and he saved them in a lot of games, so I'd actually probably... Not that it really matters because I think Southgate obviously likes Pickford for his performances in the World Cup and he's obviously been a regular again for Everton this season. So I'd probably have Johnston as the second pick of the three. Do you think th- his
3: Manchester United prestige will make him second place, though? Because he has played consistently in the second half anyway, no matter his level of performance. I think he's been OK, but I, I agree with you. I think Johnson's been better. Do you think because he's the Manchester United number one, that automatically puts him second place at the minimum?
1: Yeah, you'd like you'd like to think not, but probably in this instance, yeah.
2: You'd probably say the, the disappointing thing is, is that theoretically, two of the four goalkeepers have been involved in uh, in relegation. Well, they are. In, they've been relegated. Um, Pope was... And then we're talking about Pope being the next the first choice in between that when he was originally there. Birmingham... Uh, Birmingham. Burnley finished 17th. So it's, it's it's the standard of goalkeeping in terms of club is not the best. But in terms of individual quality, we've said that Pope obviously faces a lot of shots. England might face a lot of shots in mean, comes out on top in 60% of them. But um, looking at there, I, f- I feel like Pickford's probably going to get the go-ahead due to, well, it's heroics in 2018.
0: Just before we move on, Harry, I saw one suggestion on the BBC website. Well, they had their squad selector and in their goalkeepers list, they had Alex McCarthy. And I know Saints's keeper situation this year has been a bit bumpy. It's gone from McCarthy to Forster presumably McCarthy wouldn't have been in your thoughts. I know you're probably more of a Forster fan. Mm.
3: Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I, I know Southampton finished above the teams like Burnley and like the two that got relegated. But for Nick Pope, for Ramsdale... And for Johnson, despite the results getting against them more often than not, they were still consistent in their specific position. I still think Ramsdale, although he struggled at times, had an OK season, especially on the back of a Bournemouth season where, you know, he's, he's been behind two struggling defences, especially after the Sheffield United defence the season prior was so good. And Johnson saving a lot of games for West Brom. I just don't think McCarthy or Forster have been at that level. And for a team that finished above both of those, that's quite a, quite a damning indictment on them, really. And something they definitely need to look to approve upon because both of them have England caps. You know, they've both been at the level at some point uh, and it's going to take a lot of work to get back to that.
0: Yeah, that's it then on the goalkeepers. It all seems that we're all in agreement. I think Ramsdale is set to be the one who won't make the cup. It's still good for him to have that last senior call-up. There's maybe a question mark over... Who starts out of the remaining three? I think it's probably going to be Pickford, but maybe an argument for the other two as well. Who knows? That's not what we're doing today, though. We're going to move on now to the defenders. Um, There's several written down on this list, as is to be expected, with a 33-man squad. So before we start to discuss who deserves it, who didn't, um, I'm just going to read the list. So it's Trent Alexander-Arnold, Rhys James, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Harry Maguire... Connor Cody, Tyrone Mings, Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw, and then two first senior call-ups in the defence as well. One goes to Ben Godfrey and another goes to Ben White. Um, He was the first player I read from that list. um, And he's kind of one of the big headlines that comes out of it. Maybe is Trent Alexander-Arnold being back in after being left out in March. Sam, first of all, does he deserve to have been recalled? And secondly, do you expect him to make the final 26?
1: I think it's, it's tough because like we mentioned in our last video, we're in the right back position. We're obviously very overloaded. But I do think, in my humble opinion, that he should have been recalled to the squad. Definitely, I think his performances have picked up in the second half of the season. There's obviously, as is discussed a lot with Trent, there's obviously reservations about the defensive side of his game which is obviously important in a tournament situation because it feels like no matter who you play, there's always situations in games where, where you're under pressure defensively. So there is obviously going to be a big debate on whether he starts. I do think he should be in the squad though.
0: As you say there, four right backs included in the squad. Harry, would you agree with Sam that it's, it's one of the biggest calls Southgate still needs to make? And how do you think he can decide on going about it? Because... We've spoken in the past about the strengths that each of them carry. How would you go about it? Is there one that stands out that you think, no, pull them out? What do you think? Well,
3: if I was England manager, I'd take three of them. I'd certainly take three of them. I wouldn't take four. I think Matthew Upson, I was watching Sky Sports, he said he'd take all four. I beg to disagree. I don't think he needs four right backs. although they're versatile they're only versatile if they can do something different to one of their other right-backs. If Kieran Trippier and another, uh, say, Walker, can both play right-back and left-back, it's only really good if one of them can do that because you don't need two right-backs that can also play left-back. So for me in the squad would be Walker, it'd be Trent Alexander-Arnold and it would be Trippier. I think all three of them provide something slightly different, whereas I think Rhys James, I don't think he has a massive alternative to the other ones. I've looked at Trippier's statistics this season. He's been really good on the defensive side, but he's also produced six assists as well. And I think his experience within the squad, and obviously he did that fantastic moment against Croatia, sadly, the game went against us that day. But i choose those three and I'd leave uh, Rhys James out this time. because I don't think he's... I don't think he's better than anyone else at a specific thing. I think all three of the other ones, or the or the other right backs, have something that they're just better at him than. If that makes yeah. sense,
1: Trippier's sort of worked himself back into consideration, really. Obviously, being a mainstay in the uh, Flesco Madrid side of one of the league, and he's obviously been working under the master really of defensive football in Diego Simeone. So I think he offers, like you say, with your other options at right back, you've got to have they've got to offer different things for different games. So I think Trippier definitely does offer something different to, to Arnold, to Walker, who I think will start for England.
0: Yeah. Um, I have to say, I, I was pretty torn on this before before I came back um, early this afternoon. I came back and scrolled through Twitter and I think it was a guy called Tom Warville. He works for the Athletic and he's very stats based in the stuff he does. And he had a table of, the players into their different age brackets. And I think of the 33-man squad, there were only three players aged 30 and over. And I think that was Trippier, Walker and Henderson. And that kind of makes me think, is Southgate likely to take one of, one of those players out, most likely to be Trippier? Is he likely to do that when the squad is already so young as it is? I don't know. Devon, I know you're a big fan of Reese James, so would you argue for one of the other right-backs to be omitted?
2: I'd, I'd only take two, because I think Kyle Walker will be taken as a centre-half, and like I said with the goalkeepers, you only really have two of them, and I agree with Harry, that is, you've got to look at the traits and see, right, have you have to have the main one involved, but then the second person behind him has to offer something else. And I feel like Reese James and Trent are quite similar going forward, but I think Reese James has the edge on Trent defensively. And in my opinion, I'd take Walker, but I'd start Reese James and take Trippier. In my opinion, just because I think Trippier's you need that old head there as well. Arguably, Walker's there as well, but Walker will be offering you know assistance with the center half region, and and that'd been mine. Not to say. And it's, it's a hard decision, so as we said when we did the who starts Euro 2020 for us, then is that it's not us choosing between you know this player and riffraff. We're actually got four quality right backs for once, and and that in my opinion, if we were taking Trent, I'd have, to, I'd have taken um Aaron Wan Bissaka as well for the defensive side to offer that again variety in defense. But uh, from the four we've got, I'd, I'd take Reese James and Trippier and have Walker as the. stand stand in and slash center off.
0: Yeah, so Trent being the one you would leave at home if you're a Liverpool fan of a nervous disposition, then look (laughs) away now, or it's probably too late to look away now. Um, You mentioned there, Devon, you think Walker might be taken as a centre-back. There are six other registered, well, not registered centre-backs, but recognised centre-backs in this squad. If you think Walker would then be taken in that position, how many of the six? So that includes Maguire, Stones, Cody, Godfrey, etc., how many of those six would you take along? And well, how many would you leave out is what I'm asking essentially?
2: By leaving that, just having the two right right-bikes, I think I'd take um I'd take five. I think I'd I'd have um Stones and Maguire in there. Um I would not have I don't if you're having Kyle Walker there. I'd get rid of Kode and Mings uh, and Ben White, sorry. And I'd take Mings for the left hand side in backup for Maguire. Stones would obviously start either as a central center half or as a as a two with Maguire. And then Walker would be Walker and Godfrey would be the guys that um would have that right uh, would be versatile in that right hand position if we were to play a three.
0: Yeah, we, we mentioned the first senior call-ups for Godfrey and White, as you touched on there. Um, Sam, do you think they're deserved for those two players or were the likes of Fiat, Ficayo, Tamori and Esri Konza, do you think they were more deserving of a spot? I know some Villa fans are maybe a bit aggrieved that yeah. Consa isn't in the squad.
1: I think White, White, Ben White was definitely an interesting one. I, I, like you say, you mentioned Tamori there. He's been excellent for AC Milan in the second half of the season, helping them get Champions League football. And there's a lot of AC Milan legends that were spoken highly of him Paolo, pa, Paolo Maldini included, which is the highest praise you can get really as a centre-back. And it obviously says a lot about his character to go out on loan there and in search of senior team football. And he's done really well there. So I'd probably in this sort of provisional squad situation I would have liked to have seen him over someone like white. He's had an okay season at Brighton, but I don't think he's been tearing up any trees necessarily. And Cody, I think if we're going to go with the back three at, at any point, he is good for that. He's good with his, obviously with his range of passing especially, but I, I'm hoping that we go with the four at the back. And in that case, I don't really want someone like him. who's not, quite got speed on this side I like Maguire and Stones as a two in there so yeah I'd, I would have liked to have seen Tamori
0: yeah and Harry there was also no place in this 33 man squad for a man who uh, played a key role at the 2018 World Cup that's Eric Dyer. Um, do you think had Dyer made the squad there might have been a little bit of a media uproar. What, what what are your thoughts on that I, i'm not a huge fan of his although i can respect what he did at the world cup um i think spurs have had such a poor year that he couldn't make this squad what's your take on it okay i've said it himself eric dyer and tottenham just
3: haven't had an impressive enough season that's why he's not getting into the squads you know he, he said he was professional about how he took it how how he was told that he's not getting in the squad and don't get me wrong I love the penalty moment, but you can't just, you can't cling on that to get into another squad. And I just think we've got better players that are more suited to the England system. I just think Eric Dyer, since that World Cup, hasn't progressed, hasn't progressed as a footballer technically with his ability wise. Whereas the other options that we have, like Tamora, I know he's not in there, like the Ben White, who I have taken out, but I think they're just better, well rounded footballers. And that's why, that's why Gav's taken them at the end of the day because. Looking at Ben White, I think he's a more he's a more progressive version of Dyer. He can play centre back, but he can also play in the defence's midfield position. But I feel like I'd be a lot more confident with Ben White there because I feel like he's a lot more mobile than an Eric Dyer sort of player. That's not he's not pulled up any trees in the last three years since that penalty moment. So I think it's correct that Dyer didn't make it in. The
2: thing is, is we we've we've already touched on how. Ruthless, we've been in the past. Um, with uh, with Taufgut has been obviously omitting uh trend last time. There's no room for sentiment anymore. If we're going to be serious about trying to win a Euros, we have to do what's right and pick the best players. And we Eric Dyer, obviously, as I said, is always going to be fond and remembered for that penalty. But it that that ends of that. And this, this, there were similar vibes with Trippier, but obviously he has had a strong season
0: a name I didn't mention in the defenders list, mainly because on England's list, he was listed in the attackers. Um, Bakayo Saka, who could fill in as a left back alongside Chilwell and Shaw. Um, Sam, do we need to take three left backs with us? But where do you see that working? Do you think there will be a place for Saka or do you think he's maybe experimenting with him in the initial squad before next week's final deadline?
1: I don't, I don't think Saka would go as a defender if he was to be picked. I think he's played a lot more in the, in the left-wing spot for Arsenal. So, I think, obviously, we're pretty set in left-back, I think, with Shaw and Chilwell. They've both had really good seasons, Chill especially towards the back end. So, I'm, I'm pretty set with those. I don't think there's, there's much to be much discussion to be had in that area.
0: Yeah, Saka's versatility definitely gives him a bit of a boost, but we'll, we'll come on to decide where we think he fits in. Um, how do you, how do we want to do this then, guys, in in terms of the, the centre-backs? Are we going to decide now who we think maybe won't make the cut? It seems we're, we're a little bit split on it. What do you reckon we do? Um,
1: Let's just go right. who's. If
3: you've got a list, who have you taken out from the defensive side? That's what, I want, that's what I want to know. Who's I've, not made yeah, it for you?
1: I've taken out White and Godfrey and Rhys James.
0: I've, got I've taken out... Notes. Go on, Dev.
2: I've, I've simply crossed out Ben White and Connor Coder and gone for um, Godfrey and Mings as backups to Stone and Maguire and having Walker there as that third centre-half if needed uh, in a back three.
3: Harry, what about you? Yeah, similar similar to Sam, really. I've taken out Ben White, I've taken out Reese James, but I've also taken out Tyro Mings as well. Those are my three defenders, from what England call defenders at least, anyway.
0: Interesting. I've got James and White too. I'm also not that sold on Cody. You could call me biased, saying sticking with Big Ben Godfrey, um, but I, I do think he's he's come on leaps and bounds this year under um, Carlo Ancelotti. So I'd I'd love to see him in that 26. Um, I, I'd
2: suggest that Godfrey is probably one of those that falls into the 23, uh, 26, into the tw- instead of the 23.
0: Yeah, I, no, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. I, I think that it, it allows Southgate to have a bit more of a gamble, anyway, doesn't it? Um, I think it's, it's it's difficult to kind of merge from from us kind of giving our opinions there. I think it's going to be a hard one for for any betting people out there to predict the seven bang on the money. But I, I think we've we've given our opinions. Maybe maybe at the end of the podcast we'll we'll try and make a definitive list of seven, but. That's it for the defenders and we'll we'll move on to the midfielders now. Moving on then to the midfielders in the England squad. And we were just discussing in our little break between Zoom calls, because it cuts off after 40 minutes, we were discussing the weird way in which the England official account on Twitter chose to set the team up. Um, and it looks like England are quite short in the midfield area, but in reality, it doesn't look very short at all. I'm not sure there'll be as much debate on this as there was in the defenders. The list is as follows. It's Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Leeds' is Calvin Phillips, Chelsea's Mason Mount and Jude Bellingham, who's been with Borussia Dortmund this year, of course, James Ward-Prowse of Harry Southampton and Jesse Lingard. Um, I think the majority of these probably picked themselves, but I thought it's worth mentioning Jordan Henderson. Devon, he's been included in the squad despite missing the last three months of the season with a groin injury do you think it's the right decision to have him in due to his experience and maybe if he's fit he can be included you're shaking your head at me go on tell me
2: I just feel like it'd be a little bit unjust to some of the other players in there if Henderson was to come back after not playing since that Merseyside derby in, in February and walk straight back in because um, one Hit other players, although well, not earned well, then their plot spot, and I think with the like we said sentiment, but on merit. And two, is it going to be as fresh after just two friendlies and a couple of, and a few weeks of training? Is it going to be that fresh? he needed it probably needed to have like started the last three games for me to get in there because if we're planning to go all the way, it's going to be an intense. But I suppose a tournament like thing is something a bit of a sink or swim for him, whether. Um, he gets back, he's got a lot of games in the short period where he can actually get back up to match fitness, but is that going to add more fatigue? Is it going to put stress on the injury? Um, And that's why I probably wouldn't have picked him.
0: Fair enough. Sam, you're shaking your head at that. Do you not agree?
1: Yeah, I disagree. I think. I I mean, he makes a good point, Devin. There is other players that could probably sneak in there and probably deserve to be considered. But I think Henderson's just too important to this team. I think it was Harry Kane in that interview Gary Neville on the, that overlap channel. He talks really highly about Henderson and his leadership qualities in, in the dressing room. And I think that's just important in a tournament situation. I think he's been obviously key to Liverpool's progression under Jurgen Klopp over these last couple of years. And I think it, he probably won't start the first game against Croatia, but I think we can work him in. And he is, like I say, he's just too key for his qualities off the field as well as on the field to the way we play
2: yeah I'm not withstanding any of that I mean I'm uh, not disagreeing with any of that sorry um because I was I said when we when we did this in what was it March was when he was just got injured and uh I said that is very important um and I preferred him as that kind of box to box midfielder with uh, a certain best uh English CDM ever um based on the conversations we have that we'll probably mention in a minute but um, as part of the 20, again, like Godfrey, I think having him in there would would be beneficial, but just in my opinion, I probably wouldn't take him just for the risk of if we took him and he got injured. I know there's, there's obviously the reserve bits, but it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a hindrance rather than a than a success, but, you know, it, it, vital to opinion. <laughs>
3: I think that's the perfect thing about having a provisional squad. Is even though Liverpool aren't in any European competition, so it won't change that much. Maybe in a week's time, there'll be a clearer understanding of you know where his injury is at at the current stage. And I might be wrong, but I I swear I heard it on Sky at some point. You have to name your official club, uh, official club, official squad on June the first. But up to your team's very first fixture, there can be adjustments. So maybe by June the twelfth. Maybe he's, he's he's got better fitness. Maybe it's a lot worse, and that's where they can make those adjustments. But I agree. I think because of his leadership qualities, and I think he's imperative in the dressing room. And I do think he's a level above any other player in that position in this England squad. I think that's why I, I just about have him in there, even if he can't play the first, you know, week, two weeks. Hopefully, by then we'll still be in the competition after the group stage, and then he can play maybe the more important games somewhere cool. Arguably,
2: though, if if we are going into if you're saying June the 12th, we've already played two games by then, I think. And based on that, if we got out of tick groups by somebody I'm saying the June
1: Our first is on the 13th. Is it? Oh, mm. yeah. I've got it yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> it on six. No, oh, Croatia
2: on the thirteenth. never mind. Yeah. I'm thinking of the women's euros. Ah, okay. Well, can we re-record that bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll We'll move <laughs> on. You know, I mean, if, if he's yeah. if he's struggling to make that first couple of games and we are playing and we have got out of the group and we've done well in there and Jude Bellingham stepped up, for example, are we really what does Henderson just then go, right, see you later, Jude, and we get into the next bit? It's it's gonna be a tough one for him to work back for as well. It'll be tough, but
3: then if he is a better player, it's difficult to say because he might still be injured, he might still have that thing, but For me, I know a lot of people like form. How much are they playing? You know, how well are they playing? But at the end of the day, if we're going to want to win this Euros, we're going to have to have the best players, no matter what form. And for me, there's always the toss-up of if you're not playing fantastically well or, or you've been injured, you have to be the best person in that position to get selected. If... And that's how you get selected. If you're on the best form, that's how you get selected. If you're not the best player and you're not on the greatest form, I know it sounds obvious, just but like James Madison, for example, I know we'll get on to him later, as he's not the best player out of all those players in his designated position. And he's not been on form. That's why he's not in the squads. And I think, yes, John Henson has been injured because I feel like he's the best player and he's got the leadership qualities to boot. I think that's why he's been put in this provisional squad.
2: The problem is now I'm going to sound very hypocritical when we start to talk about Jack Grealish in a bit. So, uh, we'll move on (laughs) quickly. Harry, uh, I wanted
0: to ask you about Mr Ward-Prowse. And uh, we've we've seen him over the last few international breaks. He's been included. He scored his first England goal, of course, against San Marino. I know that's not not a massive feat, but even so. Um, Southampton maybe didn't finish the season in the way they would have liked, but you must still be really pleased to see him in this initial squad
3: oh it's absolutely great to see it it keeps the dream alive for me that he, he might make it and do you know what I do think he's got a reasonable chance I think a lot of people are writing him out of the squad and I can understand why 15th place yes I know he's played two seasons back to back but I'd also hope as a professional footballer that doesn't have European football that he would be relatively fit if he doesn't get suspension so I do think although it's a very impressive feat because no one's ever done that as a midfielder I do think you know I am th- just. I don't think that gets him into the squad per se. I think what does is that I think he's a differential. I think because of his set-piece qualities, I think that's that will certainly give him a boost. I think Jesse Lingard, for me, I don't think should, or in my opinion, should get into the final squad because I don't think he offers an alternative to maybe what I feel Foden or Jack Grealish or Mason Mount does, or at least is that much better than them. And I also think he offers something different to Jude Bellingham in the in the fact that because of those set-piece qualities, you can sub him on with 20 minutes to go and go, right, let's play for corners, let's whip balls into players like Harry Maguire, who are especially gifted in that sort of sense. And that will help you get goals. And so, for me, I'd obviously say that I think James Will Prowse will and should get in, but I can also understand the point of, yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah, Sam, I would say, looking at the list, that It probably will be a toss up between Ward Prowse and Lingard in terms of who goes and um, who stays in the squad. What's your take on it? Would you edge towards Lingard or Ward Prowse?
1: It's tough. Harry raises some good points there about obviously Ward Prowse's capabilities from dead ball situations. But I think to use his own sort of point against him, I think Jesse Lingard's proved what sort of what kind of a player he is during his loan at West Ham. He's been just absolutely brilliant, obviously, winning the the player of the month for what was it, April. Uh yeah, I'd probably take him on just on the just the momentum he's got at the moment and how he's really added the X factor to this West Ham team and has been key to them getting European football this season, I think. And he does I think he does offer something a little bit different, a little bit of something different to bring off the bench potentially in those tight games.
0: I have to say I, I think this would be one of those calls that, whichever way Southgate goes with it, I wouldn't have too much of a problem because I think we've just outlined there in that last two minutes the strengths that both of them carry. I don't think either player is going to be a starter for England, but I think they've both got a lot to offer. Dev, would you agree that you know, whichever way this goes, it, it's a positive thing?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, like like Harry said, the set piece aspect to James Ward Prowse is unbelievable but it's not just that I think James Ward-Prowse plays he's kind of the perfect England player that you look up to, he plays with his heart and his sleeve he gets about on the pitch, he gets stuck in, he's got a little bit of rat in him where what you what you really like about him, um, however if you're taking him solely for the free kick aspect you may as well I, I'd, I'd get him out of the squad, let someone else in because you know the likes of if we have Trippier there, he's very good on set pieces Um. Jack Grealish has got a great delivery if we include him. Um, even Harry Kane can take corners, obviously, hopefully not. But no,
1: not well. There's enough,
2: There's enough. Pl- I mean, Mason Mount is a fantastic free kick taker as well. So he's, it's not like we're lacking in that area. Whereas Lingard's c- come through the second half of the season like a steam train. He's just made himself known again. And he's got previous tournament experience. He was very good last in 2018. I know I said about bad sentiment, but I feel like Lingard's definitely earned this if he gets in there. Yeah, and of not... course, we need some good celebrations as well in front of the fans. <laughs> so we're sorted on that front.
1: I'm not sure where Ward-Prowse would sort of fit positionally in this team because we're sort of, with Declan Rice, we've got that sitter. He is going to be the sitter in this England team and he's very good at that. So I'm just, if if yeah. we were to take Ward-Prowse, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sure like who I'd take him, so take that... him off. Who, would, who would you take off of Ward-Prowse? That, that is situations? my
3: worry because when he has played for England in the last 3 games they played more as an attacking role and that's just not that's not his position. That used to be his position maybe two, three, four years ago when they were on the side and on where his best place is. But I feel like England have, have played him out of position yeah. to both his own detriment, but also the team's detriment. If you're going to play in that, you might as well play someone that's more natural there. My only sort of half feeling towards him getting into the squad is that Gareth Southgate has seemed to like playing him. I know it has only been in the qualifiers and some of the friendlies, but he has either started him or he's brought him on with 20 minutes ago. Whether that's anything to take out of, you know, will he be in the squad or not? I don't know. But he has been, he has got minutes when he's been in the squad compared to some other players. So that's that's the only saving grace or some possibility that I think could have an impact in it all.
2: A big thinking is that if you're thinking if we are one nil down with 20 minutes to go, you're not going oh. James Ward-Prowse, you're either throwing mm. on a striker, you're throwing on a creative midfielder. Jack Grealish is on the bench. If we take Rashford, you're putting him on. You're taking Declan Rice out of that. You're putting someone like George Henderson in Declan Rice's role and pushing two tens up or something like that. So mm. I, out of everyone, I think Ward-Prowse either starts or he doesn't get off the bench for me, unless it, we are trying to play school. a bit more reserved
3: question is is it three subs or five because I think that could have a big impact as well because if it's three subs and I completely agree with you but then if it's five I think that could also change the aspect of the game completely so I'm not I'm not sure on which one it is but if it's five I think prowse could be a good alternative off the bench but if it's three I, I most certainly agree with you.
2: The, the problem I... with putting five on is managers don't always tend to want to do it because it, it really disjoints the team a lot. Mm it can actually be harmful, but I see what you mean. I mean, is in knockout, in especially last ten, last two minutes, it's all or nothing, isn't it, sir, I yeah. suppose.
0: I'm not sure whether it has been confirmed, whether it's three or five. Yeah, I know that there's only going to be 12 subs allowed. They won't be allowed all 26 in the matchday squad. That's for, for certain. Um, one thing I would say, I, I don't think it's a, it's a dead cert that Ward-Prowse wouldn't be brought on. Say if you're playing against a country who... Um, particularly poor from set pieces. I think he is that man. I, I know we've mentioned players there who can take them, but I don't think any of them are as speci- as much of a specialist at them as Ward-Prowse is. And I, I quite like him as an operator. So I, I think he, he could be worthy of that. Who knows? Um, we've probably spoken about the midfielders for too long. I, I was teeing it up as if we would just move through it smoothly. It hasn't been, but that, that's better. It's better than it hasn't been. Um, Moving on then... To... Oh, not, not
2: for Sam's editing time.
0: <laughs> Fine. Moving on then to the attackers in the squad. Um, and this is where England fans, I think, are probably most excited because of the options that we've got are just mouth-watering, really. Um, I'm going to read out the list and then we'll maybe argue about who should be there, who hasn't been included even in this squad. Um, The list is as follows. Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Phil Foden, Jadon Sancho, and then Mikai Osaka, who I've already mentioned, who was listed in this attackers' list. Um, Harry Kane, of course. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue against Harry Kane. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Mason Greenwood, and Ollie Watkins. I'd say the main debate surrounding these players is the backup options to Harry Kane. As I said there, Calvert-Lewin, Greenwood and Watkins are those three strikers below him. We have Patrick Bamford in the Premier League this year. He was the second highest English goal scorer with 17 goals. He also managed seven assists. Sam, I'm going to come to you first. Should Bamford feel hard done by on this one? Why do you think Southgate has opted for Watkins instead?
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not going to try and justify Southgate's decisions, but I think I think Bamford will feel a little bit hard done by. Like you mentioned, he's the second highest English goalscorer in the league this season with 17. But at the same time, I do think he is very much a system player, so he sort of thrived and gotten used to Bielsa's high intensity system, where there's been a lot of chances created for him, especially this season with the introduction of Rafinha and you got Stuart Dallas and. Jack Harrison and players like that that do create a lot of opportunities for him. And I don't know if we'll have that same sort of thing in, in the England squad. But obviously, like you say, Harry Kane is is the captain. He's the leader. He's going to start every game and probably play 90 minutes in every game. So I don't know how important this decision will be. But I think, yeah, Bamford has a right to be a little bit, you know, disheartened by this pick. But obviously, Dominic Calvert-Lewins had a, had a good season as well.
0: Yeah, as you say there, we are talking about a player who's solely going to be used off the bench, unless, of course, Harry Kane picks up an injury, in which case I would be very worried about England's chances. But let's hope that doesn't take place. Um, Devon, Mason Greenwood is given a call-up as well. A man who, well, I say a man, he's, he's really a kid, really, isn't he? He's, he's 19, he's younger than all of us. Well, I don't know specifically. He's about our age, um, He's made he's made the squad. He had a quiet start to the season and then really flourished at the end. Do you think he's deserving of the call-up and will he stay in the squad?
2: I'll just ignore that he's two years older, uh, younger. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, let's be honest, every time someone seems to write off Mason Greenwood, he, he bounces back and he, he seems to take the onus sometimes in Man United's attack this season when when uh, Rashford's performances have dropped or they need a goal. Um, I think we're we're against Leicester where he came into it um, the other week. Um, But I think it might be just a bit too early slash wrong time. I think there's a lot of players ahead of him, which is not not to his detriment because I think Greenwood's been uh, really good when he has featured. But... I think you're looking at that sort of right wing spot where he would play and you think, well, this player who we'll probably mention and this player are going to be higher up in that list. So for me, if we could take him, great. If not, he'd be one of the names that I'd probably have on that seven that don't make it just though. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think he's good as a, a backup on the right for Sancho. I think he's he's perfect in that in that position. So that's why I personally would take him.
0: Yeah, I think Greenwood is explosive and he, he offers something really different. I would also have him in the 26. Harry, could you have made an argument for your man Danny Ings making the squad? I know he's had a few call-ups over the last year or two as well, but hasn't quite made it this time.
3: I think it's just the injury problems. I think
0: Gareth Southgate talks about his March squad
3: and that he said that, you know, it, I enjoyed it in March, why do we need to change it? And to be fair, you know, if it, if it was winning back then, why change it? But like I said, I think a massive part of it is injuries. I think if it was Euro 2020, but actually in 2020, he'd absolutely walk into the squad, the 22 goals this season. But this season, he's only got 13. And when you got Bamford scoring more, when you got Watkins scoring more, when you've got Cam Lewin scoring more, no matter, you know, how many more games they've played, like I said, it's down to form. And if they're scoring more goals as a striker, that's all you need to do. Like Sam says, I think Bamford would certainly feel unlucky not to get the score, not just his goals. He's also got seven assists. I think it would help try and connect the play. I think a lot of people say, oh, his finishing is not brilliant. This, that he only has 2.8 shots a game. That's only what? 0.2 more than Watkins. I'm looking down here. So I don't think that's something that you can really hit him with due to the fact that the amount of goals that he has scored. So, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. not surprised that Bamford didn't get in. I never thought he would because he, he hasn't been in any squad before this, and there's only a couple of players, you know, in the defensive section that's been able to do that. Who's been able to get in without a call up before that? But I think Southgate likes players that have been in the squad before quite a lot of times, like I've said. And I think that if Bamford's in the in this sort of form. It, In a year's time, he'll be one of the first names in the squad. Not the team sheet. Obviously, he's going to be second place to Harry Kane, as any other striker in the squad would be. But he'd definitely be... If he can do this again next season, he'll be definitely in for a shoe-in for the squad.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right there. Um, I think it's maybe time that we start to piece together these seven unlucky players who maybe aren't going to get there. I think we decided on Ramsdale... That was pretty clear. So it's, it's down to the final six. From these attackers then, is, is there anyone in particular who stands out to you and you think, I'm not sure he's needed? Personally, I'm looking at Bukayo Saka. I personally, I look at the other attacking options we've future. got. And I, think, hmm. and I think if they're sat on the bench, I, I don't see where Saka fits in. And given we've already got two, very capable options at left-back, I don't think that'll be necessary. Would I you agree Saka, with that?
1: Saka will be an excellent option in the future. Like you said, like we mentioned already, with his versatility. But like you said, there's there's too much talent in the attacking areas, which is where he's predominantly played for Arsenal this season to warrant the call-up.
3: I think in a 26-man squad, his versatility sort of have not gone against him because I don't think he's quite at the level. But when you've got three extra players, you don't need players that can play seven different positions because you've got that space to actually select players that are natural in that position. Like you both said, if he's on the bench, there's a, there's at least three or four men in, in each position, not by a left-back. You're only, you know, only going to take two. But in the attacking sense, at least, I think there's a, a few more ahead of him. So yeah, definitely one for the future, but not for this tournament for me, not for this tournament.
0: So we we kind of mentioned there, four strikers, um, one including Kane, and then three are going to be competing behind him, unless we're kind of using Greenwood as a wide man, as Sam suggested, should, suggested, which again is another option. Do we think one of those three behind Kane will miss out?
1: That's um, probably Watkins, I think. Yeah, I, South, I'm in agreement, Sam. Southgate lights Calvert-Lewin.
0: Devon, not too sure yeah. yourself?
2: If If we were going down the route of having three strikers I would have gone Bamford instead of Calvert-Lewin just because I think in terms of how Harry Kane plays I think Bamford, there's a big part of Bamford's game that is quite similar to Kane whereas Calvert-Lewin I, I don't think he brings players in as well as as Bamford would it, but that being said I think the based on Southgate's opinion it probably would be Watkins that took the hit I just think Watkins is a little bit different um, than then, then Calvert Lewin to, to Kane and with Kane being that sole striker, I think DCL will not be as as, as key. It will not be too key uh, going forward, whereas Watkins would offer that. if we wanted to throw another striker on, he wouldn't be getting in Kane's way like uh, Calvert Lewin would. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's certainly a debate either way on that one. I think Calvert-Lewin is maybe a little bit more popular with Southgate and maybe in general with the England fans. It doesn't seem like there have been many calls from people for Calvert-Lewin to not be there, but who knows how that will go. I I don't know. I I think, do we need to decide now on who our seven will be? I I think we've made so many suggestions for those who have got a right to stay and others who, who maybe don't. There's more obvious ones like Ramsdale and Saka, but then the centre backs aren't. Are you happy, you guys, to kind of just—I don't know—we've all given our suggestions, but we maybe don't need to find a definitive seven. Would you agree with
2: that? <laughs> I don't I'd, know I'd about that. I'd, I'd say I'd I'd, put, I'd I'd, get you in a corner, George, gun to your head, and say, let's get this seven now. Let's not, let's not, you know, tiptoe tip around it. We need to. Get right, it so come on,
1: come on, Ramsdale, come on. Ben White, Saka, Watkins. We decided those yeah, I, 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 three they're, more.
0: They're all they're all in my seven, Sam.
1: One I've one cr- midfield also... is being cut. Is it Ward Prowse or is it
2: Ward Prowse?
0: I think I... I would cut Lingard.
3: And you probably not, already know already.
2: <laughs> with how much I dislike how we're probably going to set up with him as an eight, I wouldn't take Calvin Phillips, but I think he will be in there as a dead set. Oh, cool. um, I'd make a case that Greenwood would get chopped, personally. Would you? I think you're not going to put Greenwood ahead of and you're not going to put him ahead of Sterling. I'd probably not put Greenwood, obviously a different side, but Rashford, I think Rashford would be in this squad. I think Rashford might be even a case to get dropped based on the others. Um, know. Grealish, put, dropped. Grealish nice what, what do we think about Grealish? Because obviously he's, he's had the injury and he's only he just can, come he back from no Yeah. Can we not? We've got we've well, got three we,
0: we've got three I, more to get rid of.
1: i would got three: Reese James and War Prowse as my three.
0: I'm a, I'm in agreement on Reese
2: James, Sam.
3: Yeah, I, I put Reese James down as well.
2: I've been outdone again. At least I Devin, had to. I, I really had to like Declan James. Rice this time. <laughs> So that's three great.
0: people. Are we saying Rhys James is is going to be back at
1: home? He's gone. All right. Sorry. Yeah, so I've, just,
0: I've just highlighted James. final performance. It's... So we need to. We probably need to get rid of another centre back and Cody. A, cent, a central midfielder. I, have got Cody written down. I, I have to. i have I, to I go rather... with Cody. Yeah. Oh, I think, oh, I, I think Southgate
1: will go Godfrey. That. But...
0: I, yeah, I think you might be right as well. uh, I, I'm really hoping That's, that isn't This it? is no, our I'm
3: squad,
1: to, not Southgate. Yeah. Um, yeah. i
2: I are still you? think Mason Greenwood won't make the cup. I think he'll just miss it. So you think he'll go
0: no. with Ward-Prowse and Lingard?
1: I'm putting Greenwood above Ward-Prowse if we're doing it like that.
0: I think I, I, think enough, I would as well. But, uh, so, uh, well are we assuming that it? Lingard is upset. definitely in?
2: Lingard,
1: yeah, I think Lingard deserves it, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think he's been. I think much there's a lot of form. people
3: that, I think there's a lot of people that can do the same thing as Lingards. I think that's my only problem. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He's had a great second half of the season, but I think there's other players that can also do his role. That's okay. my concern for Lingard. It, I, th- I, think that we, I think film.
0: we stick with Greenwood. That Harry, what's your take on Greenwood? Up until about an hour ago, I always didn't have Greenwood in. But I just I like that he can play on the right. I like that he can
3: play through the middle. And I even though I don't agree with the the testimony that he can he's the second best striker in English football, finisher, sorry, in English football, I do think he can smash a ball into a corner without thinking about it. So I think he does, he does give something different. He does give that sort of He's got a weird sense of naivety against high-level defences. It doesn't seem to scare him at all. And I know it shouldn't as a, as a professional footballer, but it seems like whatever sort of attack or defence that he comes across, he can just wiggle right through and slam one across the corner. So I would have Greenwood in because I don't think behind Sancho, there's another right winger of the same level of quality. We've got a lot of people on the left and a lot of people that can play in the middle. But on the right, there's not too many.
2: Bill Foden starts for me on that right. I'm not sure. Not right. Maybe not on the
1: right. I think on the left. Not the right. He's been
2: playing uh, he's been playing consistently off the right. right. Hasn't he? think about think about that Liverpool performance when when Foden were coming off the right and it, it was absolutely unplayable, wasn't it? And I think we've had numerous. I mean, if we do another episode th- say with the 26 saying, right. No, we're not debating his start. starting
1: anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Time is think- time is running on. People watching this, yeah. order watching us arguing it now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right. I think in terms of
1: we'll terms leave we'll three, leave that one open. Yeah, should six, we leave so the we'll last leave spot there?
0: Should, should we say and anyone who's got this far, tell us who who you yeah. would be in of that final spot, or tell us of the six that we've already got rid of, how we've got it wrong. Um, because I, I think we could argue about Lingard and Ward-Prowse for a long time, particularly Harry. And that's
2: <laughs> that, that's fine, Harry, I, I,
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on Ward-Prowse. So we, we, won't, we won't argue any more today because the Zoom call I'm looking at is saying four minutes remaining. So all these Zoom calls, hopefully, at some point, we, we won't have to do them Don't ever fight again. Don't
2: take the Wi-Fi, George. Get on with it.
0: I'm waffling now. Yeah, I, I will get on with it. Um, but as we said, let us know who your seventh man is. Let us know what you think of the squad overall. Who will Southgate leave at home? Has he made any glaring errors, which you're looking at and you think? Um, we're done with university for this year now. So hopefully you can expect more of these to come across the summer. Um, and we also like you to let us know what sort of coverage do you want us to produce during the Euros um, that would be really good to see any of your ideas if you have any as always we're over on Twitter at the underscore formation and on Facebook as well no quiz this week but that will be something which we maybe try and resume um, as these carry on but that's all from us this time we hope you've enjoyed it um, it's been, it's been a, an interesting one as we said earlier on everything with England everyone's got an opinion so it's always a good one and we hope you enjoyed But we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Great to be back. Bye.